Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Adult Fitness Podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful day today. Today is Sunday, April, I believe it is the 20, uh, 24th, 2022. Spring is sprung and I hope everyone is, you know, starting to get out of their, uh, out of their winter, the winter blues, if you know what I mean. You know, just get rid of all your your uh, your winter gear, putting that away, sprucing up the bike, you know, uh, brushing off the cobwebs of your sneakers and everything else. Just just getting ready to get out there, have some fun, work out, getting to some sunshine again. Man, I tell you, the winter was just depressing. But you know, I mean, you know what? To, to be honest with you, it wasn't depressing. It's how you take it. And I was still able to get outside with the kids in the winter time when it wasn't minus 500 and and um, enjoy the snow when I could. So yeah, I hope you're doing well out there, staying safe, taking care of each other, taking care of uh, each another, each and every one of you is taking care of each other. My gosh, I can't even talk today. Uh, But today's episode, we're going to be talking about what everybody likes to talk about this time of year, which is getting back into shape, getting the hibernation fat off before you have to hit the the beach. But before we kind of dive into that, we just want to let you know that you can find the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, you, uh, you know, Google Play, you name it. Check us out in the App Store and in the iTunes Store. You can find us wherever you get your podcast. And uh, yeah, enjoy. We've got a lot of good stuff coming, so so stay tuned for that. So today we're going to be chatting about what it means to get back into shape but doing so in a different way outside of going to the gym. Now, let me explain. We are in the year 2022 of our Lord. (laughs) Um, Inflation is at an all-time high. And, you know, for a lot of people out there who who have been noticing, if you go to the grocery store, if you've been hitting up the gas pump, if you've seen your electrical bill, your... um, you know, the, the prospects of traveling anywhere from plane tickets to train tickets to your bus fare to upkeep of your car to upkeep of your house, just everything has gone up in price. When the pandemic started, I remember um, everything from lumber to anything that people were using to kind of upgrade their houses was getting was getting hit because, you know, everybody wanted it. So stores and places like Home Depot could jack up their prices. Well, we're starting to see that now in everyday food commodities um, in gas and, and the like. And so one of the crazy things that happens when inflation hits or when there's a squeeze on our financial sort of pockets, people can find, are looking for things to cut, right? And so some of the things that go first are the things that are not essential. So we got a really great reminder of that during the pandemic as to what was essential and what wasn't. So we saw food, clothing, shelter, healthcare, transportation, communication, um, dental care, eye care, you know, just, um, chiropractors and, and deep tissue massage therapists and dentists and, you know, podiatrists and stuff, you know, veterinarians and people who delivered food and truck drivers and janitors. And so we saw things that were integral to helping us live the quality of life that we're, we're accustomed to used to and blessed to have in the West. But we also saw things kind of get exaggerated a little bit because a lot of people, if you were fortunate enough to be at home, then you were able to work from home. And so a lot of people were ordering things like DoorDash and Uber Eats and um, delivering, oh, excuse me, sorry about that. 
Oh, pardon me. And having their groceries delivered and Amazon shot up in price. And some of the other things that really jumped up were, were um, things such as, you know, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, their usage saw a huge spike, but also paid services like Netflix and um, you know, Amazon Prime and um, Peacock and these other streaming services came out and were offering premium content because people could not go to the movie theaters, right? Or the drive-ins if you have that and you're, and you're part of the w- neck of the woods. Um, people weren't able to go out to eat. You know, we couldn't go out to restaurants. We couldn't go out to bars. We couldn't go out dancing. Amusement parks were shut down. Just all the stuff that helped life kind of be a little bit more fun, I guess you could say. We had to find new ways to incorporate fun into our lives. And part of that was, you know, things like Peloton, things like, um, yeah, things, things of that nature that were paid services. So what ended up happening was a lot of this stuff ended up just, you know, zooming in price. We had to pay for it. And then before you know it, we kind of got used to it. And now two years later, a lot of these services that we've seen are just like, yeah, you know, we, um, we've been using them. Um, Peloton was a crazy idea that people were like, why would anyone want to play, pay a subscription to work out? Next thing you know, hey, gyms are closed. And so now people are rushing to Peloton. And I remember going online and checking out their bikes and it was like insane. We're talking like 2 million, not, not 2 million, sorry. Well, it might've, must've been uh, $2,000 per bike. Now these weren't the air bikes or the rogue bikes or the air assaults. These were like just your standard run of the mill you know, stationary bikes and they had a screen on them and, you know, you had to pay for the subscription as well as the bike and just, just insane prices, you know? So now that the gyms are opening and things are opening back up and people are starting to, you know, mandates are starting to fall back. Um, in mine, where I'm living right now, it's pretty much done. You know, gyms are back to full capacity, restaurants, churches, movie theaters, you know, bars, pubs, dance halls, you name it. Yeah, you don't even have to wear a mask if you don't want to. And people are looking for ways, now that things are open up again, well, there's all this money that's been sloshing around that was given to people throughout the pandemic. If you were um, fortunate enough to qualify, you know, blessed enough to be able to get, you know, um, some help along the way because things were really, really, uh, people were suffering. Well, there's a whole bunch of money out there that's been sloshing about and people have been buying NFTs and comic books and spending money on like, you know, on stuff that may, may or may not have had the same market value back in 2019. And so because of that, inflation has just gone through the fricking roof and everyone's feeling it. Everyone's talking about it. You can't go anywhere without hearing about it. And so because of that, people are now saying, okay, what's the thing that we can cut now that things are back into play? Now, businesses aren't at full capacity when it comes to selling. A lot of businesses had to fold. A lot of people had to shut down. And because of that, a lot of gyms did too in my area. We had two two gyms that closed. But now the gyms are back and people are, you know, moving and grooving again. People are starting to ask, do we really need a gym membership. Cause remember once things start to get tight, people look at things to cut. So the subscriptions for Disney and Netflix and Hulu and HBO max and all those sort of things get cut. Anything that you're, that's taken extra money or extra payment out of what you're doing, that's going to get deep sixed. That's going to be something that is, you know, not as essential. And so 
it just kind of begs the question, how can people get fit? How can they get in, stay in shape while making sure that they don't lose the roof over their heads? And there's a really good article I was looking up here. We're trying to talk about this. And it was written, let me just see here. It was written by CNET uh, Wellness. And this was written by Mackenzie Dillon, January 3rd of 2022. So just at the start of this year. And it basically said, should you join a gym in 2022? These are the pros and the cons. So new year, new gym membership. There are a couple things to consider before jumping in. So she goes on to write, if you are a gym goer who had to adjust to at-home workouts during the pandemic, or if you're newly interested in a gym membership after spending so much time indoors, it could be tempting to join a gym with so many back in business. But is it worth it? Can you get the same results without paying a monthly fee? Sure, spin classes are fun, but the convenience of an at-home workout is hard to beat. If you're on the fence about a gym membership, this article will explore the benefits and downsides of joining a gym, plus alternative ways to work out and how to incorporate a blend of both into your routine. So just a little FYI, this was written before um, inflation hit an all-time 30-year high. I mean, think we, we'd seen this kind of burgeoning around um, at the start of the new year, but it's really hit in this last month or so. But just to keep that in mind. So pros of using a gym. There are plenty, plenty of benefits of a gym membership, depending on the type of person you are and your schedule. It might be a more attractive option than working out at home. Motivation. When you're surrounded by fit and focused individuals or you have somebody encouraging you to keep moving, it motivates you to continue at a strong pace. There can be a lot of distractions when you work out at home. Kids, pets, and the, call, the calling of your comfy, comfy couch can throw off your workout. Consumer report research found that 40% of people who purchase home workout equipment use it less than they would than they thought they would. A gym can help you stay on track. Now, interaction. Extroverts and anti-homebodies love social interaction, and the pandemic already put a significant limit on that. A lot of people are still working remotely and haven't moved back to the office, and schools haven't looked the same since the pandemic started. If you can regain a sense of normalcy at the gym by surrounding yourself... Oh, sorry, I just lost the article here. Ah. Ah, here we go. Uh, surrounding yourself with people and making face-to-face -face interactions, it might be a plus for you options and resources. So you'll have to fork over a monthly fee, probably a startup fee as well. Uh, some gyms have a cleaning fee or a COVID maintenance fee for any of the hand sanitizer and the PPE that their staff had to wear. Uh, you probably won't see that as much now, but there are some gyms, if they're being responsible, they're, they're um, you know, up in their cleaning, uh, hopefully, right? Uh, but most gyms also offer extra perks if you can't fit or can't afford in your own home, such as tanning beds, swimming pools, and steam rooms that make a membership even more worthwhile. So that's kind of like a, a really interesting point because I, I remember the gym I was working at, there was a, you know, a tanning bed, they'd have massage chairs. And to be honest with you, an average, you know, the average price of a treadmill, a commercial grade treadmill can run you anywhere from three to five thousand dollars that's that's kind of like the the um the, the industry standard if you want something that'll last uh for a slight commercial slash you know home use single use type of g piece of gym equipment you want to get something that will have a, a high resale value so you want to stick with the brands like rogue um Alico, what else um schwinn 
Air Assault, those sort of brands, um, Weeder, York, that type of stuff that if you go to resell it back, like Concept2, their rowers and their, um, and their ski ergs and all that kind of stuff, normally will retain their price, which I mean, if you pay $1,200 plus shipping for an Air Assault or a uh, Rogue Echo Bike, you can definitely expect to actually get that sometimes even more than what you paid for. They, they really hold their value, but only if you purchase quality equipment. Uh, like we like to say in the industry, you, you, you pay once. And what is it? I think it's called um, you buy once and you cry once. Basically, you know, just suck it up pay that thousand dollars for that piece of equipment and if you're using it over time what you'll find is if you are using it let's say if i were to go to my tri-leisure center here in in where i'm where i'm living they've got air bikes and rowers and so if i'm paying forty dollars a month i get access to the rowers and the bikes whenever you know whenever they're open plus i get access to their pool and their you know their their swimming pool and their their showers and their steam room and all that cool stuff but I don't have to have that stuff in my house. Like, you know, I don't have to have that in my apartment. And if I don't have the funds or the space for it, a gym could be a really beneficial aspect to my training and working out and everything else. Plus, on top of that, if you use that piece of equipment on a daily basis, let's say twice a day, um, six, seven days a week, if you were to average the amount of money you'd spend on a drop-in or a, or a membership, it could have, you could have like paid for itself like two, three times over. And the great thing about really good quality equipment is that it, it, it's almost like a lifetime guarantee. Concept rowers do not break down unless you mistreat them. Like you have to really be, really be an idiot to, to, to not maintain them. You know, it's just average, you know, uh, monthly maintenance, you know, just making sure the chains are oiled and keep it clean, keep it out of, out of areas where it might get dinged up. And you could, you, it could be a, a really something that you could almost even pass down to your kids if you want. Right. So there's something to think about there. Now the cons of using a gym, like anything, there are a few downsides to joining a gym that may or may not be a big deal breaker for you. One is the cost. So money is one of the factors and that's what we're talking about right now. Inflation is sky high. Um, people are ditching their cars. They're cutting wherever they can to make ends meet you know, and trying to up their income and get rid of the outcome, uh, get rid of the outflow basically. And so money is one factor, she states here, that often prevents people from joining a gym. Excuse me. There are countless ways to get a good workout by yourself or with a friend without having to step foot inside a gym. Budget-friendly workout options include jumping ropes, compact uh, dumbbells and weights that you can use at your home and put away once you're done with them. You can also turn to the great outdoors and run trails or take advantage of your regional, uh, ter uh, regional terrain with a local support. Safety. We aren't quite out of the woods yet with COVID. While there are vaccines, the virus and its variants still pose a threat to public health. And mass mandates are in effect in multiple states across the country, across uh, multiple, um, province, multiple provinces across the country. Although gyms are open, um, most of our healthcare professionals suggest that they are risky due to poor ventilation and large numbers of people sharing surfaces without having to be sanitized. The risk is especially high for those who aren't vaccinated. So where I'm at right now, you don't have to have proof of vaccination. You don't have to have proof that you've had COVID. You don't have to wear a mask. You don't have to have any um, sort of thing holding you back from coming into the gym other than the cost. And so if going around people freaks you out, you know, at this point in time, because right now we're still we're still in it. You know, we're, we're not we're not 
out of it by any stretch of the imagination, then it might come, you know, as a shock if you're walking into any of these gyms and you're like, wait a minute, like nobody's masked here. Like what the heck? Like nobody, you know, you might look at that and say, heck, if I'm not vaccinated or I have somebody in my family who's immunocompromised, I may not want to take that chance. I may not want to take that that chance until we're totally out of this thing, you know, and our rates are to what they were when this thing first started, you know, um, at the very, very beginning. And so you might opt out and say, hey, you know what? The risk is just, it ain't, the juice ain't worth the squeeze, baby, you know? <laughs> so, and the other thing is convenience and flexibility. So to make a gym membership worthwhile, there needs to be one nearby offering memberships and you'll need a way to get there. Having equipment ready to use at home makes it easy to work out on your own time schedule. Unless your gym is open 24 hours, working out at home or outside may be more realistic. If you have trouble fitting a workout into your busy schedule, you can get the same results without a gym as long as you work out with the same intensity and consistency. And so another thing that's really interesting when she, uh, when this lady's talking about this is uh, she didn't mention that if you are working out outside, you do have to contend with the weather. So if there are extreme weather conditions, if there, if we have weather like we had last year, you know, with, um, with the just the crazy um, heat dome that we had over Vancouver and southern Al- Saskatchewan and Alberta, where it claimed the lives of a lot of people who are a lot more vulnerable. So you'll have to watch out for that. Um, rain, um, you know, hail, acts of God, you know, wind, all that stuff. So when you are outside, you got to contend with nature, with the weather, you got to contend with nature. So like animals, um, depending where you're working out, mosquitoes, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you know, buyer beware kind of thing. Um, if you are vaccinated and prepared to follow the guidelines for staying safe against COVID at the gym, you can consider a workout routine that incorporates both the gym and at home equipment. The key is staying motivated and committed to your health goals. Below are four recommendations to get your gym fixed while still enjoying a workout occasionally. So joining a gym like a Planet Fitness or a Fit for Less or a 24-hour fitness or any other facility offering cheap memberships that don't cost more than $60 a month. Use it on the days you want more out of your workout than your in-home equipment can offer. You can get a membership at a premium gym and then use at-home equipment to work out outside during peak, peak hours. That, that way you avoid the crowds. Um, can consider investing in a personal trainer. I, I wholeheartedly back this. Um, <laughs> they may have equipment and expertise that you can't, that you can, that you can't or can find in a gym, but in a more personal one-on-one setting. Ask for a guest pass or a free trial membership to test the waters and determine if the gym is right for you. If it's not, invest in a treadmill or exercise bike to help bring the gym experience inside your home. So this was published on December twentieth, uh, twenty twenty. And then I guess it went out on January the 5th. And so this was written by Mackenzie Dillon of CNET. And so we'll put a link to that um, in the description there. But she is a certified sleep science coach and mattress expert. She has a personal, she has personally tested over 150 beds and a variety of different sleep products. Before she was writing about sleep, she was writing music news for an online entertainment magazine. So yeah, you know, uh, pretty, I got, I got to say pretty, Pretty, um, pretty well written article. And I got to say that she touched on a lot of really good points because, um, when I was working at the gym, just at the front desk, there was a whole host of things you would see people can coming in and 
they would definitely not be too sure about the gym and particularly with COVID and what's happened in the fallout with that. We've just seen so many people either cancel their memberships, get rid of them altogether and turn to things that were, you know, kind of causing a bit more comfort as far as comfort food and Netflix and things that just helped our anxiety kind of go down. But right now the gyms are back, you know, and uh, people are are wondering, hey, what, what to do? Now, as far as my, my expertise, my experience, and just my thought process, personally, if you can't afford it, don't do it. So if you're struggling to pay your mortgage, pay your rent, car payments, you know, um, you're trying to catch your kids into keep them in diapers, you got dentures to pay for, inflation's hitting you hard. If you're thinking of cutting back on your car, the, la- the, the last the, the, the gym might be the, the last place for you. Now, if you've gained a lot of weight, I think in COVID, I've named it COVID 45 instead of 19 because, you know, the average amount of weight people have gained during this, this thing has just been crazy. But if you're somebody who's, you know, really determined to get back into shape and you're willing to sacrifice for it, then having a gym membership, maybe cutting off the Netflix, the Disney Plus, maybe ditching the car for the summer months and walking or biking, that could be an option too, you know, if if your workplace has shower facilities or you have a place that you can shower nearby, like a tri-leisure or like a a city gym close to your office or what have you. Um, There are a lot of ways you can incorporate fitness into your everyday life, Um, you know, you know, and if, and if you're blessed to also live in an area where maybe your grocery store is within walking distance or you are um, able-bodied and things of that nature. So there's a lot to consider, but I would definitely say if you're not able to afford it, there are so many exercises that you can do just based on, you know, the fact that, hey, like if you, if you, um, you can do push-ups and sit-ups and you can do air, you can do burpees and jogging in place and a, a, a jump rope is, will probably cost you 20 bucks on Amazon or at, at the, you know, a local, um, rec store or local sporting goods store. Um, you know, walking, you know, if you got a bike, um, it'll last you a lot longer than a gym membership, uh, swimming if you can. So there's a lot of things that you can do depending on where you live, what your circumstances are, your location, uh, where you're living and what you're kind of adjacent to. But personally, you don't need the gym. I've always said this on this, on this podcast, I've always said fitness is essential, but gyms aren't. And we saw during, and I mean, I hate to say this, but we saw during the pandemic, how gyms just folded and equipment prices went up. But what was really important was to stay motivated wherever you were. So in your house, in your basement, in your bedroom, you know, working out and staying in shape was very, very important. And it was something, oh, excuse me. And it was something that a lot of people, I mean, if we're going to be honest, we took for granted, you know, I think a lot of us always felt the gyms were always going to be there and we could take them for granted and blah, blah, blah. And when they were closed off, it was like, oh, wait a minute. We just can't, we just can't take that for granted. You know, that, that's not always going to be there. So yeah, it's, it's something to think about definitely as we enter into spring and into the summer months that people are looking to get back into shape, looking to kind of get back into that gym flow as it were, and, and to kind of take back what COVID took, you know, all that time, you know, I mean, we can't get the time back, unfortunately, but we can definitely try to come out a little bit better than we were before. So yeah, um, like I said before, 
you know, definitely look at your finances and see if it's feasible. Another thing I'd like to mention before we uh, end here is that there are a lot of gyms out there that allow you to bring up somebody with you. So there's a way to kind of split the cost. If you have a gym membership that's transferable and, you know, a friend can use it and you can use it and things of that nature, or um, both, if you buy the punch passes, those are a little bit cheaper. They don't expire. And you, the great thing is if you have to miss time at the gym, so let's say you're going on vacation or you're not able to make it, you're not going to lose that, that time. You know, it's just, it, you use the punch passes whenever you come in and then you're good to go. So you're not losing any type of, um, you're not wasting money, you know, kind of thing. So, so yeah, hopefully this adds some value to your day. Hopefully this is something that you can use out there while you're working out. And I just want you all to know yet again that you can find the Adult Fitness Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Look for us um, wherever you find it, from Apple to Google Play to the App Store to Podbean. We are there. But until next time, just want you guys to keep fit and have fun.